When I was three, my mom and my biological father divorced. And it was told to me at that time that um, this man had cheated on my mom, then abandoned me, my older brother, my older sister, and then changed his name so that my mom couldn't track him down to get child support payments. So that was the beginning of my list. Cheating, lying, dodging responsibility. And I should let you know that in my family, we refer to this uh, guy as Super Dude. <laughs> and I know it sounds like a really rad moniker to bestow upon someone who did these things, but the reality is Super Dude is the name of Bart Simpson's uh, fourth grade class hamster. <laughs> so I was, I was lucky enough, um, I had a man come in, my mom remarried, and I had a stepfather, he was as great a dad as you could ask for. And you know, as I grew up, I had people ask me from time to time, aren't you pissed off at your biological dad? You know, don't you just, you don't get a lot of anger for Super Dude? And then I also had people ask on the other side, um, do you ever wanna reconnect with Super Dude? Do you wanna find him? Do you feel like you have a bond with him? And the reality is, is he was out of sight, out of mind for me. Um, I, I, was, I thought I was indifferent to the man. I didn't want to spend energy on somebody who didn't want to be part of my life, especially when I had people in my life who you know, wanted to be there. Um, so for me, if I hated him or if I loved him, it was too much energy. So I was just indifferent. Um, life went on and so did my list. Um, you know, cheating, lying, dodging responsibility, liking people who lie or cheat or dodge responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> you know, being prejudiced, being lazy, the list went on. Um, and for me, it was really black and white. If you did something on the list, you were a dick, or <laughs> you were promoting or enabling dickishness. And <laughs> I didn't, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be associated with you. Uh, and you're out. Of course, the list. You know, I was adding to the list. I was getting older, and I. I started to get really critical. Um, you know, it was, use, if you use the word awesome, list. <laughs> if you refer to the Dave Matthews band as Dave, list. <laughs> if you like the Dave Matthews band, list. <laughs> um, and it got to the point, you know, 10 years ago, I had pretty much run out of everybody in my life. I had one friend left. Um, and I spent most of my time with him. His name was Matt. Um, and Matt had a living girlfriend, her name was Rose, and um, I was the third wheel. I totally accepted that role. I, I thought it was pretty good at it. Um, we had a great dynamic. <laughs> and um, Matt, you know, he was my best friend, and he knew about the list. Um, so when he called me one night and said, hey, can you meet me at this bar? Um, I got some news for you. I was excited. I knew he was going to tell me he was finally going to propose to Rose. And um, he was going to ask me to be his best man. And, you know, I'd never done that before, so I was really excited. And uh, he gets there, and it, you know, instead of showing me the ring and uh, me making some joke about how small the, the diamond was, um, he told me that he was having an affair, this month-long affair with this woman he had been uh, working with. And... Cheating is number one on my list. And for me, I, 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 I probably should mention I was, I was raised very Catholic, so <laughs> I had this 
sense of justice. You know, when somebody did something on a list, I thought that they needed the world to crush them. They needed to be punished. So I told Matt, I said, Matt, you need to tell Rose what you did. You can't, you can't, you know, they're gonna find out anyway. If anything I've seen on TV, they always find out. You gotta tell them. <laughs> and, you know, as most people who cheat, uh, he said, no, I can't tell her, it will only hurt her, which I, I never really understand because why did you cheat in the first place if you're think, really thinking about hurting this person? So he said, I'm not gonna tell her, and you're not gonna tell her either. Lying. So we're cheating and lying. Well, I, I, I agree to go along with this um, because he's my last friend. Um, and as I continue hanging out with him and Rose, the burden of knowing this secret is weighing down on me very heavily. Um, my sense of justice is really taking over. I feel like he needs to be found out. I feel like he needs to be punished. I feel like he can't just get away with this. And you know, a lot of it was that sense of justice, but a lot of it was jealousy too. Um, he had someone who loved him. He had somebody who took care of him. He had somebody he had sex with. I had nothing. I, I, was, I was a good guy. I had a list. I was a good guy. <laughs> he did whatever he wanted and, you know, and, and you know, what made it so hard was he walked around carefree, oblivious to, to this thing he had done. And when I would hang out with them, I was a nervous wreck because I was always afraid I was gonna, I was gonna end up learning something out or I was gonna tell her. So one night, we, started, we were at his house and we started drinking and I started drinking heavily. And I gave him an ultimatum. I said, Matt, you need to tell Rose what you did or else I'm gonna tell her. And he said, no, you won't. And I said, try me. And he said, get out of my house. You're not welcome here. I don't want you in my life anymore. So I got in my car. I'd been drinking a lot. And I drove home. But I didn't make it home that night. And they say when you have a near-death experience, your life flashes before you. I was unconscious when I had this near-death experience. So I didn't have that experience. But when When I, when I woke up in the hospital bed um, the next morning, I had a vision of my future life, and it was not good. I was filled with anger. Uh, I, was so mad. I was so mad at Matt for burdening me with this secret. And I was so mad at him for you know, making me leave his house and, and letting me go. He knew I'd been drinking. And the anger quickly turned onto myself because I was now on my list. I was a drunk driving, irresponsible fuck up who had been lying. And when I made that, you know, I, I was thinking about this list and I, I thought the accident itself was my rock bottom. But it was only afterwards when I started to kind of reassess what was going on with me and I realized that what I had done is created my own personal Vatican. <laughs> I had a list of commandments, and you know, I'm, I'm kind of anti-religious, so this the irony on this is that I have this thou, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not, thou shalt not. And I hadn't been living life to win, I had been living not to lose. And 
I, I thought, how did I come up with this list? You know, what, what have I been doing with my life? And the, in comic books, they say you can tell who the villain is of the story because they're the exact opposite of the hero. And in my comic book life, I had started with the villain and I was going in reverse. I was trying to create my own hero. Cheating, lying, dodging responsibility. So, it's been 10 years and I've created a great life. And it wasn't because I was trying to be the anti-super dude. It was because I wanted to be super dad. <laughs> and I've got a new list. Be kind, share your toys, <laughs> don't hit other kids. And if you're gonna cheat on your wife or spouse, don't fucking tell me about it. 